Hey, you. Yeah, you. You didn't stumble here by chance, so let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj, and I'm most known for my loud New York personality and my unfiltered opinions. The Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst a diverse melting pot of those of us that classify as a melanated millennial. And I don't care if you got a lot of melanin, just a little bit of melanin, or hell, you just melanated by association. Everybody is welcome. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it. Because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? Man, it literally feels like it's been years since I've said that. It feels like it's been years since I've sat down and done this. Like, oh, wow. Y'all, I'm a little rusty. But if you're new, welcome. If you aren't new, welcome back to the Melanated Mindset. Yeah, it's been a while. And Uh, If I'm being honest, I thought I would be back a lot sooner. However, as you guys heard in season one and in season two, my life kind of just happens. Like, things just happen to me. So therefore, I'm constantly having to roll with the punches. And postponing season three has definitely been one of those things. So, if you guys are new here, you don't know, well, if you're new here, first and foremost, why are you on season 3, episode 1, when you should be going back to season 1, episode 1, to find out who I am, what this is, what we talk about, what we do here. So, if you're new here, you probably don't know, but I like to start every episode with a how aka a highlight of my week, and a cow, aka my complaint of the week. So we're going to start with my highlight of the week, which is kind of sort of obvious if you read the title of this podcast. But there's like, there's multiple layers to the highlight of the week aka the title of this podcast. So we're kind of going to leave the highlight of the week for me to take y'all along that journey. And for those of you guys that aren't new, there goes that J word again. But this time, today's topic, it's going to be a combination of two highlights, not even just of the week, but of the last few months, because it's been months since we've done this. Now, into my complaint of the week. This week, I am going to complain about people that just do not listen. That goes for people you meet on the street, friends, family, clients, co-workers. It doesn't matter. People that genuinely don't listen. And when I'm saying, like, don't listen, I'm not talking about people that didn't hear you or people that misunderstood what you said. I'm talking about the people that just blatantly ignore your advice, especially when they've asked for it. It's a little bit different if you're just volunteering your advice. However, I still feel like if I'm volunteering my advice, 
on something or a situation, especially if I'm coming from a place of experience. So I've either I've either been through it before, seen it before, dealt with it before, currently going through anything that proves that I have some type of experience in whatever you're currently experiencing, then I feel like my opinion should be a credible source. Like, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm taking the time out, if I care enough to give you my genuine, honest advice and opinion on something, I hate when people just disregard that. Like, if you ask me, hey, how do I update my iPhone? And I give you step by step how to update your iPhone, and then you don't update your iPhone, and then proceed to complain about how slow your phone is moving because you're on the previous or the older version, I think I get to be annoyed, especially if we're talking about friends, family, like, so these are the type of, these are the people that you gotta come back and hear, like, they're gonna come back and complain. You gotta hear these complaints, even after you've already told them what you think you should do. So now it just becomes, I get everyone needs vent sessions, but how many times are you allowed to have the same event session um i'm gonna just leave it down i'm gonna leave y'all with that and i want y'all to really think like in your opinion how many times do you allow the people around you to vent about the same things over and over again but also complain about why things are not changing after you've continuously given your advice your opinion maybe even found resources whatever the case may be how many times do you get to have the same vent session? Now, that complaint was a little, not a little bit, a lot of bit off topic. However, it's just something that crossed my mind today, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's annoying. Now we're going to roll into our Fendi fact of the day. Today's Fendi fact comes from Forbes, directly off their website. And I'm going to read you guys a direct quote from this article. And then we're kind of going to flow into today's topic. So the article reads, Since the 2008 financial crisis, the black home ownership rate has fallen behind. And the gap between black and white home ownership and the gap between black and white home ownership is now wider than it was more than 50 years ago, which happens to be right before the 1968 Fair Housing Act was enacted to create equal housing opportunities for minorities, according to a report by Urban Institute. As of the first quarter of 2021, the home ownership rate of non-Hispanic white households was roughly 73.8%, which is in direct contrast to the 45.1% for black households, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Okay. So by now, between the title, between the Fendi fact, y'all get where I'm going with this. And this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart for many reasons, but mainly the two that I'm going to talk about today. So if you do not follow me on Instagram at tyann.watson, if you're following me on Instagram, then you would know that Malik and I bought our first home. Yay. And y'all, that's a really big 
I'm going to try not to curse, but again, can't make no promises. That is a really big deal. You have to understand, you have to know where we come from to understand how major that is. For those of y'all that are new, don't know, we're from Brooklyn, New York. So we are city kids through and through. We've always had this kind of suburban life, but still somehow living in the city kind of, I don't know. We just, we knew what we wanted for our lives. We had these dreams like every kid does. And like to see that mixed with dedication, hard work, sacrifice, like to see that all mixed up and the result be the exact dream that you had, it's it's life-changing. And that literally is why I named this episode, Buying a House Changed My Life. In reality, buying a house changed our lives. But since y'all know this is my podcast with, you know, guest appearances of a babe here and there. But I'm going to speak about my experience on why buying a house changed my life. And maybe later on in the season when I have him on, I'll get him to touch on how it changed his so let me take y'all back to the beginning i'm talking right around january of 2021 so we're talking about still in the remnants of covid i had already had my son he's a little over six months at this time and we knew that our last year in italy was coming up so now this is like i said january 2021 We knew we were leaving Italy around November of 2021. So the Virgo in me, the very textbook Virgo in me, had to start figuring out, okay, so what is life going to look like when we get where we're going? Because at this time, we didn't know where we would be moving to. Again, if you're new and kind of don't really know our story, you really should go back, listen to season one so you could get an intro. But my husband is in the army so every three or so years uncle sam pretty much tells you hey you gotta pick up and move from here and go to here and you need to be there by this date that's literally a very 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 dense version of how that process goes so with that being said we knew where we wanted to go and we knew kind of what we wanted life to look like but this was going to be different like we Malika has been in the military for almost 10 years now so a little bit under the entire time that we've been together so by now you would think like yo we got this moving stuff down pat which we did however this was also going to be our first move with the baby because our son was going to be a little bit over one year old And this was like we were moving from Italy back to the States. So this is not, oh, we picking up in a U-Haul drive in a couple hours. This is we're moving across the world with a kid. So it was like, even though we've done this move two, three times before, this was like a whole new experience. So I needed to make sure that we were prepared. So. We always knew we wanted to buy a house. It's just one of those things, I don't know about y'all, but you sit up, you lay with your boyfriend, your spouse, whoever, 
you have these dreams, you have these goals. However, it just never felt, I'm not going to say it never felt like it was in reach, but if you guys that have been listening to the podcast, you know, I just, there are certain things I just knew, like, I just knew. I knew I would get married. I knew I would have kids. I knew I would buy a house. I wanted to do those things. But if we're being honest, in my soul, in my spirit, or whatever you believe, on the inside, I always knew I would have those things. The problem is, I never knew how I would get those things, or when I would get those things. But I just knew. I just knew. I don't know how to explain it. I just knew. Buying a house was one of those things. We'd always talk about, when we get a house, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And then January 2021 rolls around, and it's like, okay, babe, so we're moving back to the States. All that chitter-chatter we was doing about buying a house, like, okay, so is this the time? Are we going to do this? I'm going to put a pin in that right there. Because before we even formally came to this decision, like many of y'all, I one day fell down the TikTok hole. And if you are active on TikTok, you understand why I call it the TikTok hole because you just fall into never-ending scrolling on all different sides of TikTok. Don't know how you got there. Don't don't remember where you started. But on this day, that happened. And I came across a video on TikTok that was a day in the life of a loan signing agent. And at the time, I had no idea what that was. But the way that she made this like mini vlog, so to speak, it was very glamorized and romanticized. Like her, she looked like she had it made. Notice I said, look like she had it made because come on, in our big age, we know that everything that glitters ain't gold. But I was curious because she wasn't just going through her regular, like, oh, making her coffee, making her breakfast. She was showing you what her work life, work life looked like. She was specifically showing you how much money she made in that day. And y'all, I'm not talking about, you know, like those scam ads that are like, do you want to figure out how to make 10,000? No, like she was literally going to appointments, showing the process of, she wasn't showing the documents, but what she needed to do what she needed to print like it was a very thorough day in the life and I'm like wow she made x amount of dollars in one day just doing this hmm like I said in the back of my mind I know at the end of this year because remember it's January 2021 I'm like not only do I need to figure out where we're going to live after Uncle Sam tells us where we're moving to but I also need to figure out what am I gonna do career-wise, and notice I say career-wise and not job-wise, because remember now I'm a mom and I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. And for the last year, oh, at the time my son was a little bit over six months, for the last couple months, I haven't been working. I actually stopped working literally halfway through my pregnancy because we were going home to have you know like our gender reveal and at that point I was going to be halfway through my pregnancy and we just kind of wanted to enjoy the last half of my pregnancy as much as we could you know Malik was very territorial of, of me he wanted me to relax not be stressed and at the time I was working it wasn't a high stress environment because I loved my job I was working with children on the military base that we worked at and it it would have just I found out I was pregnant while I was working there 
And from the moment I found out I was pregnant, I understood like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. Because I went from super excited and loving my job to not necessarily hating it, but just physically for anybody you that are listening that I've been pregnant, like one of my major signals to let me know that something was off was the fatigue. Like I was, if I stood up for more than two minutes, I wanted to go take a nap. Like I, it just realistically me being pregnant and working with children. And I'm talking, we ranged all the way from kindergartners all the way up to eighth grade. So that's a wide variety of children to have all in one building at one time and to you know like it was just it to me do I know there are pregnant women that work all the way up until the, the day that they deliver yes I had no aspirations to be that woman and that's just what that is so halfway through my pregnancy I stopped working and then I put in my resignation in December of 2020 and then January rolls around. Y'all, first of all, ignore everything that I have said time-wise, because I'm definitely talking about January of 2020. Wow. Okay. So, I apologize. So, I put in my resignation December of 2019. Then January 2020 hits, and I know in the States, COVID became like a Thing more in like March of 2020 in Europe it was becoming a thing early February and by the end of February school like half not even like halfway through schools daycares all that stuff was closed so I put in my resignation in December we flew from Italy home to New York to have our party with our friends I came back by myself because Malik was in the states for training then he had just got back I mean, when I say he just got back, he just made it back to Italy in the nick of time. And I will forever be grateful and thank God for that because I have a friend whose husband didn't get to make it home in time. And through the height of COVID, the beginning, they were stuck apart. He was in the States for training and she was in Italy. But Malik just made it back just in time. And then everything went to shit. The world shut down the next week. My job closed. Schools closed. And y'all, to this day... I don't even, I don't, I can't say to this day. I don't know if my job's open now, but I know when we left Italy in November of 2021, my job was still closed. So I was out of work originally by choice, but I I had always thought like, okay, X amount of months after I give birth, I'm going to come back to work because I worked with children. So my son would have been able to be in the same facility as me which made me feel good as a first-time mom. I could still make my little coins. Like, it was like, win-win. But then COVID happened, and then my job closed, and then my job didn't reopen. So I was forced to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I had been, and we had gotten a groove of things. However, we were moving back to the States. And I know that life in the States is way more expensive than it was in Europe. And after being in the States for about four months, I can tell you, it absolutely is. So I had to start brainstorming what I wanted to do, how I wanted to contribute financially to my household, because I've always been a girl that I don't mind working. Did I like it? No, but I could get a job tomorrow if I wanted to, like, and I'm going to work and I'm going to bring in money. Like, that's just what I did. I've been working since literally the day I turned 16, like, got my working papers in high school, been working. So getting a job wasn't a problem. 
However, it was the full-time mom part that was conflicting with the getting a job because I started looking into how much daycare costs in the States and I would literally be working just to pay for daycare. And I didn't like that. And on top of that, go back to us dreaming as kids, we always said that we we both wanted me to be home until our child could communicate. Not necessarily full-blown sentences, but mommy, ouchie, who gave you ouchie? Make a point. You get what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, y'all. The world is fucking crazy, okay? I know I said I wasn't going to curse, but there's crazy people out there. You hear horror stories on the news about how these daycares and childcare workers are abusing people's children, and mine was not going to be one of them. Simple as that. No ifs, no buts. So I had to figure out something that would allow me to still bring in sufficient enough amount of income, but at the same time, allow me to still bond with my child, build my child's communication, etc., etc. So when I came across this TikTok, I was like, hmm, she's tech, like a long time agent. It's not. It's not specifically work from home. And if anybody's curious, just look into it. Another word for, another term for it might be a notary signing agent. Depends on what your state calls it. But in in retrospect, it's just being a notary public, but for loan documents, like when someone buys a house, when someone refinances their house, when someone buys a car, like there needs to be a loan signing, loan signing agent present to notarize those documents. And she was pretty much just able to bus, move, go to appointments. She literally was signing papers, stamping papers. Appointments were taking maybe an hour. She took like three clients that day and literally made like three, four hundred bucks. And I don't know about y'all, but three, four hundred dollars in one day for three hours of work sounded like happened to me. Like you could still have the rest of your day. And I was like, okay, I need to start looking into jobs like that or careers like that because being a loan signing agent is not a job unless you're contracted through a title company. It's a 1099, which means you're self-employed. You work for yourself. You're your own boss. And as I started getting into her TikTok, I started really looking at like, okay, well, how did she find this job? Where did she, where did she get funds from? And then once I did my own research, I was able to literally get all the things that I needed to figure out how to become a loan signing agent. So I had that on my list. Like, okay, when I get to wherever the Army says we're going to be going, that's what I'm going to do. And then I dug more into loan signing and I realized it's directly correlated with real estate. So then I started looking into becoming a real estate agent because I'm like, okay, well, what does it take to be a real estate agent? Started following some uh, really successful, specifically black women in real estate. Honorable, honorable mention. Uh, Leanne Henry is one. Kiana Watson is one. Uh, Ariane Ellsbury. There, there are so many black women dominated in the real estate field that I feel like deserve their flowers. But y'all, let me tell you, like when you go on these women pages. These women are killing it. I'm talking career-wise. I'm talking 
financially. Like these women got they shit together. These women are kicking ass, taking names, making money, living life. Literally. Don't believe me? Look into any one of those women. Go on Instagram or go on TikTok, type in hashtag black women in real estate or black real estate agent and just watch. You're going to be like, whoa, people are living like this, selling houses. I was just really ignorant to what real estate could really do for you. But I decided to eventually take the leap and I was like, you know what? I, I want this. I can do this. It allows me the freedom to work from home so I can still be home with my son. It allows me to, you know, network with people. It gives me knowledge. Mind you, I decided to become a real estate agent before we knew where we were going. So I was like, okay, real estate agent or real estate is a career I could take anywhere in the 50 states. So no matter where the army decides to pick us up and move us, because that's what they do. The army doesn't give a damn if the spouse, aka me, has a good job, if our child's in a good school. They don't give a damn about none of that. Get up, pack your shit, pack all y'all shit, and be here in this state, in this country, on this day. That's it. So I needed a career where I could be flexible. That's one of the things people don't talk about as a military spouse. Yeah, it looks glitzy, it looks glamorous, but y'all have to keep in mind, moving everything three years sounds great until you finally make good-ass friends, until you finally get a good-ass job. And now, what if you find your dream job? Are you really willing to walk away from it in two and a half years? Well, if you want to be a military spouse, then that's what you got to do. So I wanted a career where I didn't feel like the army was dictating what I could do, how much money I could make. Because in Italy, spouses are only allowed to work on base. We could not work off the military base because there's like an agreement with like America and Italy and they have to give a certain amount of jobs to the Italians first before they even give it to the spouse. Like I just felt like work-wise, did I make money? Yes. But remember when we got there, I didn't have a kid. So, you know, my money was just for us to travel wasn't paying no major bills, you know. Malik's money was enough to do that. We made sure, you know, our bills weren't crazy, so we were good. But then when you add a child into that, it was like, literally, spouses were left with the bottom of the barrel job. And I'm not, I don't want to say bottom of the barrel because if, if the jobs that are available are what you truly want to do in your life, then that is amazing. But for me and myself, and I can speak for a lot of other military spouses, we wanted more and we wanted better for ourselves. For someone to tell you the only job you can do is working at a grocery store or working at a convenience store or at a library, like if someone told you that those were your only options, you would, even if you, even if they were paying well, it was like, well, what if I want to do something else? And living in Italy, that wasn't an option. So I wanted a career that gave me time, money, control, and just in overall, give me my life back. Give me the my life back as well as give me the life that I've always wanted. So I just took a leap of faith. We knew we wanted to go to North Carolina. That's the state we were hoping to get. And if you're in, if you're military affiliated, we wanted to go to Fort Bragg. And anybody that's in the military, been in the military with anybody in the military, you know, Bragg is huge. And the chances of us asking for Bragg and getting Bragg should have been 
high. Should have been no loops, no nothing. Like, oh yeah, you want to go to Bragg? Oh yeah, Bragg always needs soldiers. They're definitely going to send y'all there. So I took the leap and I enrolled in real estate course online because in the height of COVID, they made it where you could take these classes online before you had to take them in person. But luckily for COVID, I was able to take them at home. So I did a self-paced course. I had six months to complete it. I completed it in about four. I literally finished on Malik's birthday last year. So I went all the way through the class for the state of North Carolina because that's where we wanted to go. Graduate from the class, get my certificate of completion. And I'm like, okay, when I get to North Carolina, I just got to take my state board exams and then I'm good to go. I'm a licensed real estate agent. And psych. Uncle Sam said, yeah, okay. And there were no spots available at the military base that we wanted to go to. Like I said, if y'all are military, that sounds fucking crazy. Brag, no spots? Wow. The irony of that still baffles me to this day. So then the military was like, okay, well, I can send you to South Carolina. And we're like, all right, I guess we'll take it. It's close enough, whatever. So mind y'all, I had paid $500 for this real estate course for the state of North Carolina. Got all the way through, self-paced. So I taught myself at home with a newborn baby while being a wife in the middle of a pandemic just for Uncle Sam to be like, yeah, you're going somewhere else. So I called anybody, emailed anybody I could in South Carolina on the real estate commission like, yo, do I have to take this class all over? And long story short, they told me yes. And I was like, okay. Love that for us. So I had to just go with the flow. I had to make a decision. Is this something that I really wanted? Is this something that I really believed that I could achieve? Or was I going to piss away $500? And the Virgo in me was not about to let $500 go to waste. I'm the type of person I have to lose before I give up. I'm not a quitter. It takes a lot for me to quit something. And I was already $500 in hold. So I was like, mm, whatever. I'm going to pay to take this class again, but I looked at the glass half full. At least this time I'll be in South Carolina. I could take it with an instructor. It'll take me less than four months to do the course and things will just go from there. Mind y'all, we, we are still in Italy when I am making all of these plans. I took the course while we were in Italy. I finished in April. About May, I come home with my son, we visit home, and that's when me and my husband really decided, okay, well, since I'm in this real estate course, I think it would be a good time for us to finally buy our home. We're moving to the States, and now I have this real estate knowledge, because the way I look at, looked at it when I first enrolled in a North Carolina class was, even if I decide not to become a real estate agent, at the very least, I gained so much knowledge by taking this course. And I did. So I was like, well, I can't really lose. I either, yeah, I could lose the 500 bucks, but I'm getting information, knowledge. And that is priceless and timeless. And I was like, well, since we're going to buy a house, this is the biggest purchase that most people will ever make in their life. I want to be completely educated. I want us to know what we're doing. We've never bought a goddamn house before. We didn't even know what we are doing. So we were just like, well, one of us needs to know what the hell's going on. And if I could turn a career into this, it's a win-win. You get what I'm saying? So I decided, all right, when we get to South Carolina, I'm going to take the class again. Do it all over. So now fast forward 
to November 2021, we moved from Italy to South Carolina. We are now homeowners because we per- we actually purchased our home while we were in Italy as well. We went under contract, purchased our home, all of that via email, FaceTime, all that. It's crazy as hell to say out loud. We, kept, we bought a house before ever seeing it. And I don't recommend you do that. But like I said, we're military and we wanted it to line up where our house would be ready by the time we got there. Because I don't know why people think the military pay us buku money, but they do not. We still have regular bills. They pay you just enough to pay your bills. And that's it. So we didn't want to spend months in an Airbnb or in a hotel. And after having to live in a hotel before we left Italy with our son, a hotel room with a toddler is an automatic no. Anybody that enjoys that, you're a psychopath. Because it was hell. We were only in that hotel for 10 days and it was hell for all three of us. So we wanted to make sure that our home was ready the day we got off the plane. And it was. Like, I, what I really want y'all to get from this whole episode is how if you make a plan, if you do your research, if you go with the flow and you hit the ground running, you can literally do anything. Because all of my friends in Italy, all of my friends back home, like my family, my close family, everybody knew what my plan was. I came up with this plan in January of 2020, y'all. January of 2020 is when I planted those seeds. And the flowers are blooming. Because I am very, very proud to say that I am officially a licensed real estate agent and a realtor. Yes, there is a difference between a real estate agent and a realtor, but that's not what this episode is about. So back to the story real quick. We get to the States. We bought our house. Like We actually closed on our home before we got here. Like My mom was the one that signed all the papers for us. Like We did all of that via Zoom. Came home, came, got off the plane, and came straight to our home. And it was an amazing feeling. It was nighttime, so it kind of took away some of the wow factor, but... We got to walk through those doors with our son, (laughs) with our suitcases, into our home that we paid for, that we we researched. Like it it was y'all not gonna lie, a real thug like me shed a tear because it's crazy. So you have these dreams as a kid and you have no idea how you're gonna get you how you're gonna accomplish them, how you're gonna get to these destinations in life. And then one day you open your eyes and you are literally in the middle of them. And it's like, wow, how did I get here? And that's what it felt like to walk through those doors that night into our home. Granted, the house was completely fucking empty, but we didn't care. It felt full with aspirations, with love, with a fresh beginning. Like the end of Italy was rough for us, not our relationship, but for our life lives. And like, I plan to really break down what happened later on in this season, but just not today. So it it was an amazing feeling. So now fast forward to January of 2022. I have officially enrolled and started my South Carolina courses. Yes, like I said, I had to retake the classes. So we're now a year in. So let's, let's go back because I kind of messed y'all up in the beginning with the years. From January 2020, just came across loan signing, decided 
I was going to do that. That's one source of income. Then decided, you know what, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Took the class for North Carolina. Army changed where we were going. Then in the process of that, we were in the process of buying our own home. So then end of the year rolls around. We move, move into our home. I enroll in school, but they tell me that the next available date for a class is not till January. So it's officially been one year that I've been learning about. Like I've literally been eat, sleep, breathing real estate for the whole of 2021. The whole of 2020. I feel like I'm messing y'all up with these years so bad. 2021. From January 2021 to now January 2022. My goodness. I told y'all I was rusty. Y'all just gonna have to roll with me. I promise. Next week's episode, not gonna be like this. But a whole year where I'm learning the ins and outs of real estate while also going through the process of buying my first home so i'm getting the experience of the home buying process all at the same time and for those of y'all that don't know the process of buying a house i'm gonna break it down in a later episode because i really want to go in depth because now that i'm a licensed professional my goal is to educate the communities that don't It's not that we don't have access to this information, because that would be a lie, who just are ignorant to the fact these resources and this information exist. Certain things in our black and brown communities we write off as, oh, you know, like, that's white people shit. I hate to say it like that, but let's be real, that's what what people be saying. So when we hear stocks, real estate, we're like, "Mm, that's a little too complicated for me. But it's not. But these are the same things we know that make our white counterparts successful and wealthy. And we know this. We know every rich person you've ever heard speak talks about real estate and stocks. But yet we feel like it's too much for us. It's too advanced for us. It's it's out of our reach, so to speak. And I want to change that narrative because y'all buying a house changed my life. I became a homeowner, but buying a house also solidified my new career path. And not only did I get a house, I got a career out of this. Not only did I get a career out of this, I I got a business out of this. I'm now a business owner, registered business owner with a business bank account. Like, y'all see how buying a house changed my life? And I planted that seed from when I was a little kid. Always wanted to buy a house, always knew I would. But January of 2021, I planted that seed in the soil and I watered it all year. Kept watering it. Watered it while I was teaching myself real estate. Watered it while we were going through the process of buying our home. So much so that on closing day, which is the day that you sign, get your keys, sign all the documents, make sure all money is accounted for. On that day, the closing attorney on FaceTime, was literally like running down the process. And once I said that, oh, I took the real estate course, he was like, oh, so you understand most of this. And I was like, yeah. Our closing was like 30 minutes on FaceTime. Whereas if I had not taken that course and I was just a full first-time homebuyer, it could have been easily two, three hours of them explaining every single word in these because You're signing a stack of papers. So they're making sure you understand what you're signing. Like I said, this is the biggest purchase that most people will ever make. 
So their job is to make sure that you understand. And as a buyer, you want to make sure that you understand before you walk out that door. Once you sign them papers, get them keys, walk out that door, that house is your responsibility. Congratulations, you're a homeowner, but you need to know what you signed up for. It's no, oh, no one didn't tell me. It's your job once you decide to buy a house to educate yourself. So I did that and it made our home buying process super smooth. Like when I say super smooth, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to break down the steps of buying a house in a later episode. And I'm even going to break down the cost of buying a house. But I want y'all to understand, hear me and hear me good. It is not a cost that is astronomical. It is not a cost that is out of your reach. If you can rent, you can own. It just takes a little bit more discipline financially and credit-wise to own. But just so y'all understand that I know that I'm really nice with this real estate shit. We got a refund back on the day that we closed, which is not uncommon. But when I tell y'all the amount of money that we put in to buy the house and the amount of money you got back is going to put in retrospect how you probably can buy a house right now. One, if you educate yourself. Two, if you have the right team, you hire the right real estate professional, whether that be a real estate agent or a realtor, or you just come listen to my podcast and take the information and the free gems that I'm giving you and you utilize them to plant your own seeds because y'all it's doable. When you move into an apartment, you got to pay first, last deposit. So you got to pay a couple bands to move into an apartment. Why not pay a couple bands to move into a house? You hear what I'm saying? And I, I'm going to make it my mission this season. I apologize in advance if this season is feels kind of saturated with real estate and finances and credit, but like, like the title says, y'all, buying a house changed my life. And I'm here to tell y'all how, I'm here to break down how, in the hopes that you just coming and meeting me here every Monday and taking bits and pieces of whatever you need helps you change yours. Because y'all, I really don't give myself enough credit. I did that shit. I did this shit. I'm doing this shit. This real estate shit, this career shit, this business, like y'all, I'm I'm tooting my horn on the horn right now because I don't do it enough in private, but I really had a dream and I made I took the necessary steps, did the necessary research, found the necessary resources to make this dream a reality in more ways than one. I started this just wanting to buy a house. And then I, from there I started just wanting to make money when I got to the States. To now I own a business. To now I'm a licensed real estate professional that can help people like me that that have no idea where to start, no idea what to do, what they're getting into. I can educate those people. I can help change other people's lives. Because no matter how you put it, buying a house changes your life. So if I could educate people and change their lives, it's a win-win. I could show y'all that we could all eat. You don't have to gatekeep the secrets because... White people ain't gatekeeping the secrets. They telling you, invest your money in real estate and stocks and you will get rich. And here I am. You know, sometimes it's not the message, it's the messenger. So here I am to break it down in layman's terms and to show y'all, let me show y'all what they mean. Let me show y'all, tell y'all how exactly they do it so that you can do it too. Because I'm currently in the process of doing it. And I'm going to tell y'all along this journey, because mm-hmm, this real estate business is a journey. 
Y'all know how I feel about that J word. It, it, it's a lot. But I'm rolling with the punches and the, the, the flowers that are blooming from the seeds that I planted a year ago are more beautiful, more abundant, and more plentiful than I could have ever imagined. And as this moment, today, when I'm filming this, I haven't even sold or helped anybody buy a house yet. But I just, here again, I just know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because even if I'm not, even if I never make a single sale, I'm educating my community on the things that are out there, the, the possible ways that they could break their generational curses, the possible ways that we can close the wealth gap, the possible ways that we can close the black homeownership gap. Y'all heard the Fendi fact? We are sitting at 41.1% of black home ownership, while our white non-Hispanic counterparts are sitting at, what did I say, 75.8 or 73 point, something like that. Like, let's, let's get that more 50-50. You get what I'm saying? Like, we, in 2022, we don't need to be a minority in nothing. We need to be a majority. But that starts by giving away free game and that is what I'm here to do for y'all this season so y'all got my life story got personal with me on season one season two y'all got to hear my ups downs my plans my struggles but here I am on the other side not done not at the end of the race because it's a journey but here I am at the next pillar looking back and trying to help anybody that's willing or wants to get to this pillar with me so, I'm sorry. This I promise y'all, this episode is going to be the longest episode of season three. Because I just, I had to catch y'all up. Bought a house, picked a career, started a business. Those are big life changes that required a little bit more explaining. But my goal is to keep all the episodes under about 20 minutes after this. So, we'll see how that goes. I'll be chatting sometimes. But, like I said, if there's anything that y'all get from this episode, is that when you plant the seeds, the fruit and the flowers don't grow the same day. But when you plant those seeds and you water it, you may not know when they're going to bloom. Or even how they're going to bloom. But you know they will. You know something's going to come up out that dirt. Will it be what you was expecting? You got to wait and see. But you know a root, a leaf, something is going to sprout up out that dirt. And literally, that is the testimony of my real estate journey and career thus far. That said, we are going to wrap up in a very familiar place with our word of the week. This week's word of the week is going to be persistence. Because had I not been persistent with my dreams and my goals and the things that I knew in my heart I could accomplish... I probably won't be sitting in this house because this is the first episode filmed in the crib and it just hits different. Hopefully it sounds different. Hopefully it sounds more crisp, more professional. Like y'all, your girl got a recording space. So it's literally, it's up from here. And there are so, so, so many things coming for me, my brand, for my real estate journey. So if you're not following me on socials, you need to be. Follow me on Instagram at Tyann.Watson. Follow me on Twitter at Tyann Watson. Like, 
YouTube loading coming soon. Wink, wink. But I was persistent. And I'm still being persistent. And if I can do that, listen to me. Hear me good. If I can accomplish these goals and these dreams in the middle of a pandemic, in another country, with a baby on my hip, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Because I didn't let those things stop me. And I'm here to keep you accountable and make sure that you don't let whatever you got going on stop you. Because it's possible. You just might have to take a couple detours. But stay persistent. And the dreams will come true. Simple as that. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for just rocking with me, kicking with me, chopping it up with me, all of that. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love, the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time and share your personal thoughts and opinions, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the.melanatedmindset. That's where I'm going to be posting all the polls, the questions, the conversation starters, all of that. That's also going to be where you'll get to hear sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. It's going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see y'all same time, same place next week for hashtag Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until then, peace, y'all.